Have you seen that movie, True Romance? I have not. It's got Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Christopher Walken. Haven't seen it. All right, so in the movie, there's a scene in there where Christopher Walken, he's this big mobster guy, Christopher Walken has Dennis Hopper in a trailer. And he's sitting in my seat, and you can tell that probably Dennis Hopper is about to die. And Christopher Walken's asking Dennis Hopper, where'd they go? Meaning both Christopher Slater, or, or yeah, Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette. And Hopper's like, I don't know, I don't know. And Walken looks at him, he's like, you know, there are like 23 tales that you can see if someone's lying. And, you know, you're telling me all this stuff, but you're not showing me anything. And of course, at that point, Dennis Hopper knows he's about to die. He makes a smart-ass wisecrack about how, you know, Italian, he makes a racial wisecrack about Italians. And uh, at that point, Christopher Walken kills him. Now, the reason I mention that is these tales, these, these signs that people are not being honest. Physical traits, maybe speech flows, everything else like that. When I was committing crime, especially when I worked for the Secret Service, or when I defrauded, let's not say worked, let's say when I defrauded the Secret Service and fucked them over. When I did that, I was really big about trying to pull all the information I could about how people could tell if you were lying. And I would, I would go against that, you know. So when I would start telling a story, I'd look in what I would consider the, what the articles talked about, the proper direction. Because sometimes people's eyes will shift, whether they're remembering a real event or a made-up event. It will determine which side of the brain you're accessing, your eyes will shift that way. So I was reading all this stuff, and I was following through, all right? I would lean in to show them I was more interested or fall back. I would, like, if I was trying to feign scared or, or nervous, I might sit back with my legs crossed with my hands over top of my, my, my private parts like that. I might do any number of things like that. The reason I mention this is because I am very fortunate, we're very fortunate, to bring on Tracy Brown on the Anglerfish podcast. She is a body language expert, and not only a body language expert, but one of the body language experts has been doing this for 20 years. How do you get a title like that? Well, it turns out she's got a, an extensive history. She's got uh, uh, many, many degrees, everything else. She's, she's very well educated and has a lot of experience in that. Uh, she's spoken on it for over 20 years. She's got books on this kind of thing, everything else. I mean, she's she's widely recognized as one of the primary experts in body language. So I brought her on to talk about this. Yeah, let's talk about this. And the conversation is extraordinary. It truly is. I, I find out more than I ever thought I knew. More than I thought, more than I thought I knew everything. I no, 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 no. Tracy's just <laughs> above and beyond anything I thought I knew. But we talk about not only body language uh, uh, training, she does training as well, does some seminars, uh, does some lecturing on that. Talks about the need of training customer service on body language. You know, the entire, and, and it's not only customer service, but it's everybody in the company. We need to be paying attention to people's body language when we're engaging with people. So she talks about how to do that. But not only that, as we know, a lot of people are online. Their businesses are online these days. So Tracy also touches upon how this also translates to an online environment. You may not be able to see the person, but 
by paying attention to what they're saying, how they're saying it, how fast they're talking, the word choice, things like that, we can pretty much determine if someone is trying to hide something, if they're trying to, to get by with something. And that is the show today. Tracy Brown, body language expert. And I tell you, I'm excited just talking about it. Let's listen to what she has to say. Welcome to the Anglerfish Podcast, where we navigate the dark waters of our online lives. I'm your host, Brett Johnson. Season one of Anglerfish tells the story of my rise and fall as the original internet godfather, and how I was able to turn from a life of crime to now being focused on protecting people from the type of person I used to be. This second season of the Anglerfish Podcast dives into the deepest, darkest waters of our online lives. We'll be discussing fraud and financial cybercrime, sure, but also human trafficking, drugs, cyberbullying, fake news, extremist groups, nation-state attacks, child pornography, and more. Anglerfish believes shedding light on the darkest parts of the Internet helps us to better understand the problems and find solutions instead of living in a world of fear. Welcome to the Anglerfish Podcast. And today on the Anglerfish Podcast, we are extremely pleased to have Tracy Brown on the show. Tr Tracy, thank you so much for coming on Anglerfish. I am thrilled to be here. Thank you. Well, I am thrilled to have you. And I was reading your LinkedIn bio. And body language expert, right? That's me. Yeah. So if, if you don't mind, before we get into all that, if you could tell the audience a little bit about yourself, what you do, all that good stuff. And I understand you've got a new podcast out, so if you could plug that as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I am just what we talked about, a body language expert. So I know how to tell who's lying, who's telling the truth, and, and really um, how to elegantly use it to find out what, what's on anyone's mind Sure. and uh, even persuade and influence them as, as necessary. So it, it gets right. to be pretty fun. I, I, um, I never intended to be a body language expert. I was- When I see you've opened a door there, you've opened yeah. a door. <laughs> so how you never intended it. So I how didn't. did it happen? Well, I, I, I was a bike racer. I used to be a professional bike racer. Okay. And that's really where I learned to watch the finer skills or, or finer um, movements of, of people. And that's where I sharpened my skills. Okay. I, I got to be a hypnotist and a um, <laughs> NLP practitioner. Outstanding. And, yeah. And I saw clients for years and years, helping them with a lot of sports performance. I worked with some really top athletes. And um, I got really good at reading people, like oh, really so. good. And you'd be surprised how many people come in to therapy and lie. <laughs> and, no, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I was able to parlay all that into a speaking career. Nice. And, um, so how long so have you been speaking? I've been speaking for 12 years now. Oh, you're yeah. killing me. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I never thought even that I'd focus on deception in, in lie detection until my brother's identity got stolen uh -oh. and in the government hack a few years back. And so he was part of the OPM stuff. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And people were going in and impersonating him right. in uh, payday loan stores. And up until then, I did not know that fraud happened in person. I was just going sure. along my merry way. And I went, wait a minute. 
I got a solution for a real expensive problem. And so I started doing my homework and started studying. And, and now that's just what I do is help people spot lies, fraud, and identity theft right in front of them. So my clients are a lot of like financial groups, banks, sure. um, auditors, a lot of auditors I work with. And, um, and they all are able to go out and find so out you, his pants So you not fire. only speak, you do a lot of consulting as well. Yeah, it's mostly speaking. I, I do consulting on um, like when it happens. Okay. So whether it's a certain uh, case that a bank's trying to get to the bottom of, I work with a lot of private investigators. Yes, ma'am. So yeah, I'll work pre, um, pre-trial. So they're trying to figure out if they have enough case to enough cause to bring something to to trial now do you come in as an expert witness as well or not no body language is not admissible in court ah so what i do is and neither is polygraph by the way right i knew that yeah what i do is i go in and i'm like you need to dig right here on this point right because i've I've seen it i know he's lying i know he's holding here's the pressure point right here (laughs) right here you need to turn their arm right um or twist their arm. That's what they say. And then I, I've worked post conviction as well, like trying to uh, overturn a verdict. Oh, okay. And, and that okay. gets to be really interesting too. I bet. I bet. And you've been doing this for for twelve years, you say, or mm-hmm. longer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's outstanding. That. So, of course, I guess you know some of my history. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Well, I, <laughs> well, there were many lies. <laughs> And, and probably many body tales as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there's always tales. That's the thing. And, and it's about paying um, more attention to what's going on across from you than, sure. than to yourself. And when you can do that, like pay attention on a different level, it's, right. it's basically expanding sensory acuity, then you can get the real message. So th- th- that's what I speak about when I, when I talk to people. It's like little cues that they can start to pay attention to. So let's take the example of the payday loan store. All right. Mm-hmm. You get a guy comes in or a, or a girl comes in and she's got the fake ID. She's mm-hmm. stolen someone's identity from the OPM breach or one of these other countless breaches that happens every single year. Oh yeah. She's got that. And she's trying to cash either a stolen check or a counterfeit check or what have you. What is the first thing that the person across the counter should be looking for? Well, the first thing the person across the counter needs to do is strike up a little conversation. And because we'll have a baseline behavior mm-hmm. and there's this kind of a normal way that we do things. Right. And when deception comes into play, what happens is a different part of the brain starts working and body language falls off the plate. Sure. And so if you can get that baseline behavior, you're going to be able to see when it changes. Right. So in, in a payday loan store, or it could be banking or whatever, like fake account type situation, you, you got to say, okay, like, what are the things that people would have no reason to lie about? Like, what street did they grow up on? Sure. Right? What's, what's their dog's name? How many kids do they have? How right. old are their kids? Right. Just, just strike up a little conversation. Just start asking little cursory questions. like. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. just notice how they respond. And then when you get into some more pressing questions, like, um, what's your current address? <laughs> right? So what you're doing is with the cursory questions, you're setting that baseline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like a polygraph baseline, you're setting the baseline except person to person. Then you gauge yeah. from that. Yeah, it's That's the exact same thing. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. <laughs> and um, like some of the questions you could ask are, what are you going to use the money for? Right. Uh, in banking, how are you going to pay this loan back? Ah, right. right and. Right. Uh, one of the things we see here in Colorado, and I know you get a kick out of this, is 
uh, <laughs> pot's legal now here. Yes, yes, it is. And so, but it's not legal, at least the last I checked, for bankers to deal with growers. Right, that's still an issue, huge yeah, issue. Yeah, it's a huge issue. And so, what they'll see is a dad from California with his 20 year old son coming in and they're gonna start up a business and it's just a little nebulous exactly what they're gonna do. And, but they need this warehouse in this certain part of town, right? Cause it has to be so far away from schools and things like that. Of course it does. Yeah, yeah. And that's always what they're doing. And, and the banks see that over and over and over again. And, and it's easy to spot when you just watch people just a little bit and notice how they respond differently and in a different response can be anything from you know leaning forward and going yeah you know we're really excited about this business and you know what are you going to do with it well oh, <laughs> <laughs> leaning lean back we're gonna we're gonna start up a, a repair shop you know for cars right? it's like <laughs> things along those lines so you can so engaging falsehood is drawing back trying to try to, to distance from the lie they're telling i guess well yeah we get, we move away from things we don't like sure and we move towards things that we do like right <laughs> so um you know i i, I found a, a study that i think they did at stanford mm -hmm. about interviewing hedge fund managers about their investment potential. And right. they found this stuff to be really true and really consistent. And it, it's, you know, it's not just hedge funds and it's not just bankers. It's in any part of life. It doesn't matter if you're in sales or uh, <laughs> like with your kids, right? It's, it's about finding the behavior that's, that's different and not consistent. That's outstanding. Now do you, and, and the way you're talking about that, I, I love the way you're talking about that. Do you do training or is it just mainly speaking? Do you do any, any training with these employees or anything? To um, mostly what I do is I have an online training for that. And uh, that and, way. And where do we contact you on online training? Oh, just, um, just go to my website. It's bodylanguagetrainer.com and my okay. email's right on there. And I, I can customize it for the group just depending on what your specific needs are, but it can be like a group meeting in a box where, uh, I'll, I'll give you all the worksheets and everything and y'all okay. just watch the videos or maybe you want me to come in and do a presentation along with it. It just depends what, what your specific needs are. And, and the problem is, and I've heard you talk about this on some of your uh -oh. uh, podcasts. <laughs> uh -oh. the, problem, the problem is that people get so focused on customer service and moving people through and doing things so fast that this this often gets overlooked but those frontline people have the keys to the kingdom right absolutely and absolutely starting to understand deception is so important absolutely because it's right there in in front of you whether it's because i know you've been talking a lot about refunding and, oh it's crazy <laughs> yeah and and those kind of things why why aren't the isn't the frontline trained it's like they they'd rather have the customer service and take right. a loss right than um, then have someone maybe throw a fit in a store, right? When they can't do the return. And so, you know, the companies that are smart right. are the ones that are diving deep and helping their uh, employees learn who, who to keep out, right? Who to ask more questions to, who to stop on this whole return. And, you know, it sounds like, and, and you know, you mentioned refunding and, and I was reading, cause I'm that guy. I was I was reading all these threads last night on these these criminals who are offering 
refunding services. Mm -hmm. And this one, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. They were talking about Target. Mm -hmm. And the post says, and it's not just this one person that's offering this refund. It's countless. I mean, there's probably two dozen individuals across both Discord, Telegram, and on the dark web that are offering this. But they're saying, hey, right now Target is available for $20,000 refunds. Whoa. Like, $20,000. Like on 20 TVs or like what's well, the... That's the thing. They say, hey, what you can do is you can charge up to $20,000. Well, mm -hmm. You can even do an in-store pickup. Mm -hmm. Just whatever. You can order it online. Go pick it up. Pay us 20% within 24 hours. We get your money back to you. And guess what? You don't owe us until the money hits your account. That's oh, what's boy. going on right now. And, and all of that, every bit of that is exactly what you're talking about. It's this social engineering. It's, it's, it's the criminals being able to gauge and game customer service enough to get them to trigger the refund. And, and what you're doing with talking about setting that baseline, it seems to me that works either in person or over the phone as well. Oh, I mean, it does. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely great. So, yeah. Well, the, the over the phone is real interesting because you have to, like, actually word patterns, verbal patterns mm -hmm. are a bigger tell of deception than body language. Body language is sexy and everyone knows about it, but no one goes, yeah, you know, I'm going to go to this verbal pattern class. Like that's, that's not, <laughs> I'm taking a verbal pattern class. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, not very, it's not very cool stuff, right? So, um, yeah, verbal's a big part. And what happens is our mind, uh, when you're asked a pressing question mm -hmm. uh, that you're lying about, your mind is going at about 1,250 words a minute. Your mouth is going at 150 <laughs> words a minute. So that's the reason why we see stuttering and stammering right. and those kinds of things. Uh, word errors even, like just saying the wrong word. You see that during deception quite frequently. And, and we saw it from um, the last really big one that, that I saw it from mm -hmm. that's kind of fun. Uh, Tom Brady with Deflategate. <laughs> yeah. Now, come on, Tom. You know. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, they asked him point blank, are you a cheater? And he just couldn't, he is smooth as silk. All, he's on TV every day and he could not get a word out of his mouth. Without he had some trouble. Yeah, he had yeah. some trouble. And so that, that's a real clear example of how this works. It's like, you just have to put people under a little bit of strain and you'll you'll see it either you'll see them break down or maybe they hold up maybe they're totally telling the truth right right and that's yeah it makes a lot of sense it does i mean your your mind's going ding 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 but all of a sudden you're hit with that question it's like right right you can't do it you can't do it and so it's about how do you elegantly put people into that kind of stress right so that they still love you and they still feel like taking care of them from a customer service perspective, whether it's, you know, the $20,000 target thing or a million dollar loan at the bank. Let me, let me ask you this because my mind goes back to this. Okay. I am the idiot that I always, I always started out like that, but I, I'm that guy that when, when my group that was, it was called shadow crew when it was shut down they arrested all these people across the planet. They caught me a few months later and the secret service gave me a job. And I spent the next year lying to them and manipulating them. So they believed that I was on their side until they found out. Okay. And uh, after they found out, of course I go on, go on a cross country crime spree, make the U S most wanted list, escape from prison and all that stuff. 
but I, I guess what uh, I guess what my question or or not really a question I'd like to have your your view on that is what do you take someone like like me I grew up in a, in a household that committed crime mm -hmm. and uh, I grew up with that criminal mentality I grew up seeing how to manipulate people and grew up the liar is, is how I grew up. So I, I guess I'd like to have your viewpoint on, you know, you get someone that, that is like that, that is used to manipulating people, that is used to lying. How do, is, is the defense mechanisms the same? Is it the same across the board with someone who, who isn't really that adept in committing crime as it is as someone who, who is, who, who doesn't mind using people for gain? Um, Got it. Okay. So, um, there's, there's a couple ways to answer that. Okay. So one way is like, so did you, let's just use you for example, because sure, you're sure. pretty out in the open about right. what's going on or what has gone on. Uh, did you know the difference between right and wrong? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to leak out somewhere. Okay. And you're going to get more comfortable with it as you go, but it still leaks out. So, um, perfect example mm -hmm. is politicians. What do they do before the debate? Like presidential debate, you know what they do? They always prep for it. There's always they test prep for it. They sequester right. themselves right. for 30 days typically with a team and they go over and over and over and over their statements. Okay. So you have to wait until they get thrown off to find out if they're lying or not, right? Because they're so used to it. now. So the signs will leak out in a different way. It might not be in the box that we get to see them on for TV, right? Sure. It might be in their feet. So we don't always get to see it. So with most people, unless there's actually a, um, unless they're on the scale, right, right. of mental uh, disorder, and they can't tell right from wrong, it's going to leak out. And that's, that, that's it. And, and, you know, you mentioned that, and you're absolutely right. And what I tended to do, in order to cover that leakage was I would admit to something horribly embarrassing in order to try to deflect the attention of any law enforcement officer that was coming into that point. Mm -hmm. uh, so if someone was asking me, if someone had, had potentially caught me doing something or had questions about something, I would admit to something horribly embarrassing that someone would usually would not admit to. Mm -hmm. And that would, that would tend at that point to, to deflect enough from, you know, criminal, questioning that everything would continue at that point. I, I remember, um, you know, when, when I was working for Secret Service, for example, I'll use that as the example since that's what I started with. There were points where I was using a computer outside of Secret Service offices okay. and I would be asked about it. And instead of, I, I would say no, but I would say no with the excuse of, well, you know, I, I'm dating this stripper and she stole all this money from me. Uh -huh. And it would, it would be enough of a deflection that they would kind of take that no as legitimate at that point. Uh, do you see that type of thing being oh, used yeah, as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, that is um, real, real typical, right, to, okay. to throw them off the scent. Because what happens is in a situation like that, you try to get out ahead right. and steer the conversation. Right. right. So 
if they were paying attention and they may not have been right or maybe they didn't care or maybe they were trying to just understand more than what was immediately obvious let's just see if you give them enough rope they'll hang himself sure right then uh you got to get back to the original question like did you use the computer that wasn't secure right right and a lot of times you won't be able to answer that question directly which sounds a lot like what you were doing so, oh absolutely. absolutely so i'd say your textbook brett <laughs> well, it's good to know I follow the text. <laughs> now, whether anybody on the other end was paying attention or thought that's questionable, it mattered right. is a different question. Because people lie all the time. Sure. And that's that's one of the things that, that, that I think we found when law enforcement started arresting cyber criminals. Mm -hmm. I don't think they really expected cyber criminals to be that adept of lying, at lying. You know, they, they're, to this day, we have this picture of cyber criminals as, you know, wearing hoodies in their mom's basements, 400 pounds. Oh, yeah. Else. Or, and, or, or 75 pounds. Or 75 <laughs> pounds. Exactly. Exactly. There is no in between. No. <laughs> so, and I, I really don't think that law enforcement understood that. It took them a few years to figure out, hey, these guys, you know, they're not horribly sophisticated with their crimes, but they're really good about manipulating social engineering, lying things like that. Well, that's the thing. Criminals typically are super engaging. Sure. Like because you got to be a people person. You have to be. If Absolutely. you want to be a good social engineer, you got to be social. <laughs> that, right? that is the first word. <laughs> yeah, you really do. And, and, and all it is, is just telling people what you need to tell them to get them to do something a little bit different than what they would normally do. Right. right. And so, so these are the things that frontline people, loan people, like anyone, even in the bank, like it's about keeping each other honest on your team. Right, right. Because right? a lot of fraud, and you probably know this, a lot of fraud in banks, you don't hear about, it's, in, it's, it's internal. And, it is. Yeah, and it's the teller who's been working there for 20 years and all of a sudden their kid gets sick. Not like a cold, but like sick. Yeah. And yeah. then they take a thousand dollars and their, their drawer doesn't balance. Right. And then they figure out no one found, no one found out. Well, that's that, you know, it fits right in with the greasy fraud triangle of, you know, mm -hmm. for internal fraud to happen, you have to have the pressure, the ability or the, the opportunity, and then the justification. Mm -hmm. So the pressure, of course, with that example is the child is sick, the opportunity, you're at the drawer, justification, I have to provide for my kid or they've not paid me enough or whatever the justification is on that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's extremely, and you're right. I mean, it's a lot of fraud is internal. Um, I spoke to a banker recently and he runs security for a set of banks in Texas. Mm -hmm. And he told me, I was like, hey, what type of security are you guys using? He said, well, we're using carbon black. And I was like, that's outstanding. He's like, yeah. He said, but honestly, Brett, he said, carbon black, it keeps us from getting ransomware. We use it for that type of stuff. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. And he did, then he looks at me. He's like, I'll tell you though, the types of crime that we worry about is the shit you used to do. <laughs> you know, we worry about the, the IDs coming in, the new accounts, the romance scams. He mm -hmm. said, that's what's really eating us alive right there. And you know, what you're talking about with, with proper training for customer service, for the tellers, but not only that, for people inside of the, the institution itself. So you can look at your employees to be able to spot those tells, to be able to see, okay, something is not quite matching up the way it should. That's exactly. extremely important. Well, the problem, the problem that happens is that we justify it away. 
Absolutely. Go, oh, they're having a bad day or, oh, right. they were really busy. And to the extent that you are going to justify because body language happens quickly. It happens really fast and you got to see it and you got to know what it means. And if you're going to justify it away, you've, you've just wrecked your opportunity. Sure. Ask a couple more questions. Well, it's and that, nice. that's interesting you said that because it seems to me that, again, you, pulling on my criminal background, we, we rely on victims or someone who is looking at us to justify it, to, to say that person is having a bad day, to, mm -hmm. to really chalk it up to whatever human behavior that may be. But, you know, it's obviously that person would never commit a crime. Seems to me criminals rely on that more than anything. Oh, yeah. And that person absolutely would commit a crime. And people say, oh, I would never do that. Well, <laughs> you wouldn't intend to do that right. starting out. But sometimes you get in a pinch, right? And that's when things can start to go south, right? Unravel in a way that maybe you wouldn't hope is less than exemplary. I, I talked to someone this morning who ran a Ponzi scheme. He didn't start out running a Ponzi scheme. He started out taking $2,000 out of one of his, he was a financial planner, CPA okay. kind of guy, needed money, took $2,000 out of a client's account, and he, he paid it back. And he just, he started to figure out no one is keeping track of this. Sure. And he ended up starting a Ponzi scheme, right? And, and there. yeah, and it's, it's the kind of thing that you see it in banks and you see it with what he did is that all of a sudden he got in a pinch. Right. His partner called and said, this one client, really rich client needs his money right now. What do you want us to do? And he says, oh, don't worry. Tell him I'll call him tomorrow. We'll get that all liquidated. Right. So it's protecting the, the files, right? right. The uh, bank employee who never goes on vacation it, and it doesn't, or someone on payroll doesn't go uh, or in the payroll department doesn't go on a vacation. Because well, they can't let it go. Well, they, <laughs> well, someone may notice something. Yeah, someone's going to get in there and see <laughs> right. what's been going on, either a second set of books or discrepancies in what they need to do. And like we think, right, because we're in America, we're hardworking, that, oh, man, they are so dedicated. Right? <laughs> and they are dedicated to their fraud. That is what they are You're dedicated right. to. You're right. right. But see, you got to know your people. You're and right. Do you know who's working for you, whose husband is unemployed, but they're building a new house? And, you know, you're, you're bringing up a really, really strong point right now. You know, right now with coronavirus, I read a J.P. Morgan report yesterday, and it said we're looking at 25 million Americans unemployed. We're looking mm -hmm. at a GDP drop of around 40%. Oh, wow. That's bigger than I heard. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And it seems that, you know, you're talking about this insider fraud. That right there is all the pressure you need. Mm -hmm. And you've got insiders, there's the opportunity. And then the justification, by God, I have to eat, my family has to eat at the end of the day. Absolutely. So I think that we're going to be seeing that. And it seems to me that, that the stuff that you're talking about, the stuff that you do is a necessity right now. Right now we have to, because I've always, I've, I've been, you've been speaking for 12 years. I've been speaking for four or five, something like that. Mm -hmm. But I've been preaching that the weak link is always the human. 
Always. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, it doesn't matter if it's a program or one of those things like they did on, uh, what was the movie, The Office, where they skimmed a cent off of it. Like there's, there's, it's always. It's a great movie. Chapter. I'm going to need those TPI reports. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? There's always a human factor and you can sniff it out. Right? That's it. That's you it. You totally can. And you always hear, you always hear. They were the last one I suspected. <laughs> because, <laughs> and, the, yeah, they would be. Yeah. <laughs> it's that now, social bit of social engineering. <laughs> yeah, because now there's, now there's pink collar fraud. You heard of that? Pink no, collar. no, explain to that. Yeah, so that's, um, it's mostly done by females on the lower end of the totem pole. So okay. your secretaries, your payroll folks, and they don't take very much, but they take it for a long time. Ah, and right. uh, these are the kind of things that, that we're going to start to see increase. No doubt. no doubt. You know, you think, oh, we can trust. She's worked here 30 years. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm robbing you blind. She's worked here 30 robbing years. Robbing you blind. I'm, I'm in Alabama. I'm in the horrible state of Alabama. And I was reading an article about a church worker. She'd mm -hmm. been there 20 years and had built the church of $160,000. And this, that, I guess that's what you're talking about is over the, the length of 20 years, yeah. you're able to steal this much money and no one's paying attention. Yeah. They're just not seeing it. Right. right. And um, the, yeah, pink, pink collar fraud, lower level. I had something else I was going to say about mm -hmm. it, but um, yeah, women. Oh, I know. They don't, they don't call them bad guys or sorry. They don't call them bad ladies. Like you never hear of it because, oh, the bad lady. No, like we just trust. The bad guys. Yeah, it's always the bad guys, right? We just trust women. And so I, I talked to uh, someone today who's a former exec at Kodak. Okay. And he had uh, one of the girls who'd worked there 10 years. And all of a sudden the uh, health insurance costs went up 25%. Ah. Right. He didn't ask for it, which seems like a reasonable thing to happen these days. <laughs> these days it does. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he didn't ask for any of the forms to see about the increase. He just looked at the spreadsheet and was like, ah, oh, damn, it went up 25%. Right. And so there's your vulnerability right sure. there sure. is not getting all the information for a big change like that. Okay. I got to ask, I got to ask who are better liars, males or females? It depends what study you like. <laughs> it, it really now in in some of my uh, training because I, I did uh, get some more formal training in in deception. Okay. Uh, I trained alongside the FBI and police and Green Berets and and I I think there were some people in there who could not tell me they were in the CIA. Probably. <laughs> you probably saw it with their body language. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> anyway, so so I go to these classes. And I'm the only one who shows up without a gun, right? They call me the, the private citizen. And everyone's like, what are you All right, doing I show here? up without a gun too, but for an entirely different reason. Yeah, yeah. We won't get into too much of that. But um, where was I going with that? What was the question? Um, Males or females? Oh, right. So my instructor said, he goes, here's who's the best liars. It's inmates. I would agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> and also the people who are best at picking out deception are inmates. Because, I would agree with that too. Because it takes one to know one. Will, That's what he said. I'll tell you when I when I went in. Of course, I was a liar going in, mm -hmm. but when I went in, I was at the Atlanta holding facility. It's the maximum prison in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh boy! And there was this African American gentleman there, and we were bunkies for three or four weeks. And we got to talking and he was in there for drugs. And I think he was looking at 25 years or something like that. 
And he had, of course, this wasn't his first go around. It was, as, as you say, say in prison, it was not your first rodeo. Okay. <laughs> so he looks at me, he's like, Brett, the good thing about prison is it gives you one excellent bullshit detector. <laughs> you yeah. will be able to see any, any bullshit anybody's feeding when you get out of here. <laughs> and he's absolutely, absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. And, and because in prison, I'm going to guess, <laughs> having never been you know, incarcerated. That's a good you thing. Gotta, you got to pay attention all the time. All the time. Because like, it is yeah. not a safe environment. Like, you are hyper-vigilant at all times. Yeah, which is actually the same skill set that it takes to do well at the reality TV show Survivor. Ah. I talked to one of the Survivor contestants about deception on, on the show, <laughs> and, and that's what she said. She said, I had, to, I had to lay in bed at night with my little scarf thing that they give you, just over my eyes and I would pick up movement and I knew exactly who was doing what and oh, wow. I would and, and sneaking out of the hut and making an alliance like things <laughs> so same thing it's like you got to pay attention all the time right, and, right. and people come to my talks I know and they think all right I'm going to pay attention in this conversation right or I'm having a big meeting I'm gonna pay attention now no paying attention is a lifestyle Sure, sure it is. And I, I had a coach when I was racing bikes. He said, "You pay attention, or you pay with pain." And and that and that's true to the extent. And here's here's the thing that uh, Brett is that cyber protection, right? Like uh, some of these computer programs and um and like whatever people are doing electronically, that is um, expensive. Very. <laughs> right? For, for lack of a better term. It's very expensive. Yeah. Paying attention to who is in front of you once you're trained, and there's a little expense in training, but not nearly what a computer program situation is going to look like. Sure. Paying attention is free. You're right. And you're if right. you're not willing to pay attention, if you're not willing to train your people to pay attention, you are not committed to building your bottom line. That is that. That's a strong point you're making, and I make the same point, but from a different uh, different point of view. I'm I talk about how criminals, especially in the customer service section, we wait until the customer service agent disengages mentally from mm -hmm. whatever's going on, and at that point is where we step in and try to manipulate the conversation or manipulate the person into giving up information, access, data, or cash. At that point, um, Tracy, I want to say I could. Honestly, I could talk to you all day long. <laughs> well, we're gonna, because you're gonna be on my podcast. We're gonna. Be I appreciate pals. that. <laughs> you. We're gonna be pals. Gracie Brown, thank you so much for coming on the Anglerfish Podcast. Um, I want people out there. I want the merchants that I deal with. I want the security companies, the financial institutions. I want them to reach out to you to talk to you about training, or you coming in to speaking to speaking to them about their customer service, about them looking at, at properly engaging with the customer and setting that baseline that we talked about and, and about being vigilant. So how would someone reach out to you to, to contact you? Got it. Uh, you can find me. My website's bodylanguagetrainer.com, bodylanguagetrainer, and all my contact info is is right on there. Outstanding. Bodylanguagetrainer.com. And you have a podcast as well. I do. Oh yeah. It's called Fraud Busting and it's pretty new and, um, but it's up and live and, and going and in it, I talk about, well, I talk to folks who have either been victims of fraud or people who have committed fraud, Outstanding. what they learned 
And some of these stories are will just blow your mind. Absolutely. And, um, and there's always a tool for you to take and, and use so that you don't have to suffer the same fate. Bodylanguagetrainer.com. The podcast is fraud busting. Fraud busting available on Spotify, iTunes, and all major podcast platforms. I'm positive. Oh, yeah. I cannot recommend them enough. Please reach out to Tracy. Tracy, again, you are outstanding. You truly are. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day. All right, you too. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anglerfish Podcast. I appreciate it. If you like it, please subscribe and drop me a line saying hello. Hello is always good. You can reach me direct at brettjohnson at anglerfish.com. That's Brett, B-R-E-T-T, Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, at anglerfish, A-N-G-L-E-R-P-H-I-S-H dot com. Other than saying hello, feel free to email questions, comments, concerns, or even show suggestions. I respond to every single email I get. And please, tell your friends about us. Rate and review Anglerfish wherever you can. As Anglerfish continues to navigate the dark waters of our online lives, remember, stay safe, stay secure, and stay vigilant.